Is it possible that something as simple as table salt can teach us something really deep for our marriage and our spiritual life? want to welcome you to the Love in the Fight Marriage Podcast. My name is Travis and I am here with my co-host Don Rosinger. Hey everyone, so excited to be with you today. I know, we get a chance to really focus on life, but specifically one of our favorite parts of life and that is marriage. Now Don, you and I, when we go out on dates, and we go out on dates often, we have kind of a bad habit. In fact, <laughs> if we brought our doctors, you know, like our personal doctors with us out to eat and we primarily do this, you know, at like um, burger and fry places, but also like Mexican restaurants. Right. Uh, you know, if we brought our doctors with, they would probably slap our hands or something. They would be like, you're crazy. And what am I talking about? I'll let you tell everybody, Don. I think I know what you're going at, Travis. I mean, we love Mexican food especially, but we like salt. So we salt a lot of our items. So we're bad when we get chips and salsa. The chips are already probably salty. We actually add salt to our salsa. Like that's probably not the greatest It's thing. horrible. You're worse a little bit at salt, I think, Travis, because when you have French fries in your ketchup, you dump salt. <laughs> so we just really enjoy the flavor of salt. Maybe that's why we have to run so much so that we can keep our blood pressure low. But right. just something that we enjoy, a bad habit, something that we probably can't do the rest of our life, but something that we do right now. Yeah, and thank God for now my blood pressure is lower. Yeah. But um, yeah, my ketchup looks like it snowed. Yeah, it Like does. what happened to my ketchup? Or maybe somebody had dandruff and it blew off and hit my ketchup. But I love it that way. Salty, delicious, greasy French yeah. fries with a lot of ketchup. It's so good. But especially the chips and the salsa. I don't think you can get better than chips and salsa and a Diet Coke. Like to me, that's like the best combination ever. And maybe the Diet Coke's not the, you know, you laugh at that portion, but hey, that's great. We love it. Love our date nights. Oh, it's so good. Yeah. Okay. So you've probably noticed we have a salt addiction, but you know, as a human race, like the whole human race, we have a love hate relationship with salt. And here's what we mean. Salt can be good because it makes your food taste better and brings out the flavor of whatever it is that you've cooked, but it also also can be really bad. Why? Because too high of salt in your body can help raise your blood pressure and of course lead to heart disease. And that's a problem. It, like yeah. I want to live a long time. I'd rather not have my heart stop because I put too much salt no, on my ketchup. That no, would be bad. Not at all. Well, you guys, today in this episode, we just want to focus on the idea how there might be some salt, but not just a little salt, a huge pillar of salt, bad salt in your life, and it could be damaging your marriage. That sounds strange, but just hang with us and we'll explain why. And by the way, that's the title of this episode, Pass the Salt. Is there a pillar of salt in your marriage? Well, in our podcast, we like to focus on marriage. So often we go to the Bible and we look for couples in the Bible. There is a couple in the Bible who is a prime example of this when we're talking about salt. The husband is well known for his faith and something positive, yet the wife is well known for an action that was actually very negative. This couple is Lot and his wife, a very well-known couple in the Bible, yet 
You know what's so weird is we don't even know her name, Travis. I've never who, yeah. what's Lot's wife's name. They always right. say Lot's wife. Yep. And Lot is the nephew of Abraham, Abraham the patriarch of all the nation of Israel. So before we dig into their marriage and, you know, their lives and kind of understand what went wrong, we want to just give you guys some context. Many of you know this story, but we want to remind you of what was happening. Abraham and his nephew Lot, they had been kind of living together with all of their herds and their family. And at one point they separated and went different ways. And Abraham, I believe, went to the high country, but uh, Lot and his wife and kids and their herds, they went to kind of the low plains that were lush and green. And so they ended up settling in a city called Sodom. And Sodom was not your normal small town, you know, wherever that's peaceful. Sodom was disgusting. And here's why, because it was filled with violence and filled with sexual perversion. Now, it was so bad that God decided to destroy the city, like wipe everybody off the face of the earth, destroy them. He just knew that it wasn't going to get better. But Abraham knew that his nephew was there. And so Abraham had this conversation, this prayer with God and asked God to save the city or at least save the the people of the city. And they came to this agreement where God was going to send some angels to Sodom and to warn people, specifically Lot and his family. So they did. The angels came came to Lot to warn him, to tell him to get out him and his family. He grabbed his wife and his daughters. They went and warned the son-in-laws, but they wouldn't listen. And so anyway, Lot and his wife and his two daughters got up and they ran from the city. And God had warned them through these angels to not look back, that it was such an evil, such a bad city that as they were running away, God would be destroying it. And it would be a bad thing to look back, just like run as fast as you can, essentially is what they angels told Lot and his wife. So unfortunately, when they were fleeing the city, something went terribly, terribly wrong. Instead of obeying God and they were running to the mountains, getting out of the city, somewhere as they were fleeing, Lot's wife stopped and she looked back at this city. And I don't know why, Don, she did that. I don't know if she was longing for her previous life or she was sad and grieving that it would never be the same, but she stopped and she looked back. She disobeyed God and she was looking at this evil, sinful city that God was going to destroy. And it was in that moment that she turned into a pillar of salt. She ceased to exist. Yep, like she stopped. Literally, we were talking about salt earlier, yeah. you know, on our chips or our ketchup with our French fries, but she became salt. A whole she pillar of salt. died yeah. and stayed there in that valley. Now, why did God destroy Sodom? And what can we learn about this story for our lives, but specifically for our marriages? It's wild. This story actually took place. And that's why it's really important because it's, you know, historically recorded in the Old Testament. But then the story of Lot and his wife who turned into a pillar of salt, it's talked about several more times in the New Testament. So what can we learn from this story, from the Bible, for our marriages, but even from Jesus who brought it up at one point? In fact, here's what Jesus said about Lot and his wife and how bad things were then. And he kind of compares it to how bad it's going to be at the end of the world. He says, it was the same in the days of Lot. People were eating and drinking and buying and selling and planting and building. But the day Lot left Sodom, fire and sulfur rained down from heaven and destroyed them all. 
It will be just like this on the day the Son of Man is revealed. On that day, no one who is on the housetop with possessions inside should go down to get them. Likewise, no one in the field should go back for anything. Remember Lot's wife, Jesus says. And there it is right there in the New Testament. They bring it up again. Remember Lot's wife. Obviously, this is a very important story, something that we need to learn from. Yeah. And again, it's in other places in the New Testament. Jesus is talking about Lot's wife. And right after he says, remember Lot's wife. Then he says, whoever tries to keep their life will lose it. And whoever loses their life will preserve it. As almost as if to kind of summarize or give us a nugget of wisdom after pointing to Lot's wife. And that was out of Luke chapter 17. It's crazy when you think about Lot's wife and what had happened and her looking back. I actually have thought about this even further in the past. Like, I feel like I could relate to Lot's wife. If God said, go somewhere, I feel like maybe would I look back? Would I just be like, man, like I made good memories there and good things happened. My family, some of their family was left there. And so she turned around, looked back, but then she instantly disobeyed God and became a pillar of salt. Well, here's the fascinating thing about Lot's wife. The moment that she disobeyed God and looked back, not only did she die and turn into a pillar of salt, but that obviously it ended their marriage. That's something that we often forget. Her desire for something that God wanted to destroy because of its danger was greater than her desire for her husband, her family, and her faith. So I think we need to take stories like that and couples like that in the Bible, and we need to learn from them. We do. So what about you guys? Are there areas of your life that God has set you free from where you are looking back and being tempted to take your eyes off of God and your spouse? And I think that's the whole point of Lot's wife. She took her eyes off of God and she looked backwards. But there's yeah. times in our in our marriages, in our lives, that we take our eyes off of God and we put them on other things. And again, I think this story, the context of what actually happened is marriage because yeah. we don't know her name, but we know that she was married yeah. to Lot. It says Lot's wife. And we know that by her taking her eyes off of God and looking back, not only destroyed her life, but it destroyed her marriage and her family. So here's the question or something that we want to challenge you guys with today. What areas in your marriage are you or your spouse causing damage to your spirituality? What are your pillars of salt? You know, like we talked about, salt can taste good, like especially on chips and salt. Oh, man. It's I mean, amazing. Love chips and it's so yeah. good. Um, and it's definitely safe in small amounts, but it also makes you thirsty. It makes you crave more food or more salt. And it causes high blood pressure, which can lead to heart disease. So even though it's good and safe in small amounts and large amounts, it's not good for your body. And sin is the same way. It may feel good in the moment or little amounts may seem like they're okay, but no, they're dangerous. It's actually dangerous. And this is the problem. Sin blinds us to the better things that God has for us. And that was Lot's wife's problem. God wanted to give her so much more than the horrible city that she was living in, but she couldn't see that. She almost like she didn't have faith to believe that God could give her more than what she had. I think him. so. Yeah. Yeah. She didn't have the faith, but she was also, you know, hanging on to maybe a comfortable life, mm -hmm. hanging on to what she knew rather than stepping out and just trusting God and being obedient. Well, again, I want to echo what Don just asked. What areas in your marriage are you or your spouse causing damage spiritually? And not even just spiritually, but that spiritual damage 
is carried over into your marriage. What are your pillars of salt? And so some things that, Don, that pop into my mind are, you know, it could be a pillar of salt would be unforgiveness. And I feel like this could be a really big pillar, Travis, because it makes us to really kind of almost live in the past. So we're not just looking back, we're living in the past. Yeah, and it's built and it won't come down until we kick it down or knock it down and we say, okay, I'm not going to, I'm not going to let that own real estate my soul mm-hmm. anymore. I forgive that person. I'm done. Or it could be addiction or substance abuse. For some of you listening, maybe that's your pillar of salt. Like Jesus has set you free, but you're looking back at that addiction or maybe it's even porn. Uh, you're looking at things that you know you shouldn't be looking at or even potentially as a couple, but letting go of those things. Again, these are just things that are causing damage to your marriage and causing damage to you spiritually, your marriage and yourself. You can't move forward if you're struggling with some of these things. Like you, we need to get rid of them. We want to make sure that we're not stuck there. Yeah. And some pillars of salt that, you know, I think what we're trying to do is, I mean, Lot's wife did mess up in a bad way, but we all do it. And mm-hmm. those of you that are listening, I know for me, maybe a pillar of salt has been judging or being judgmental or having a critical spirit of others where I'm just always looking at the negativity and I forget to be positive, or maybe it's just a a bad attitude. Don, you know, there have been many times in my life, the pillar of salt was just, I I was just walking around in a funk. Like I couldn't get my head, you know, out of being just frustrated or bugged or having that bad attitude. Or maybe it for me was an unwillingness to put forth an effort with spiritual practices. Maybe you can relate to that. There are seasons of my life where I'm, you know, doing great with my spiritual disciplines and there are other times where not so good. I think what you're saying reminds me exactly of this quote that I heard and I honestly don't know who said it, but it was this, the past is a place of reference, not a place of residence. The past is a place of learning, not a place of living. So there's things that we may have done in our past, but it's not a place of living. You don't live there. You have to keep moving forward. I know a few pillars of salt in my life and things that I have had to deal with, just friends who are a bad influence. I know in particular, Travis, in like our first few years of marriage, I had a friend who was not a positive influence on me and you told me and I just had to get rid of that friendship um, because it was actually causing harm in our marriage. Yeah, it was. And I've had those as well. Friends that just were bad influences, pillars of salt. A few other pillars of salt that you may be struggling with that we know would damage you spiritually is horror movies. Maybe you really like to watch movies that are just not positive and just bring a lot of evil presence into your yeah. home because of violence, what's fear. in the content of Oh my gosh, them. those can be so rough. Yeah. Or wandering eyes or under the radar flirting. You guys, if you're married... Flirting is not acceptable except for with your spouse. It's going to damage your marriage. It's a pillar of salt for sure. Yeah, that makes me think, Don, too, you know, we think of really extreme, terrible things, but what about not doing the good things? Like, you don't ever pray together as a couple, and so when a couple's not praying together, as weird as that sounds, that can become a pillar of salt or not uh, being willing as an individual in the marriage to really spend time with God or reading your Bible. How about your thought life? Maybe you fantasize about others that are not your spouse, or you have an emotional attachment to other people who aren't your spouse. Those are things that can become pillars of salt that can damage your marriage and damage your relationship spiritually and yourself. And it's looking back. It's looking back. It's looking back. It's not looking at God and it's not looking at your spouse. And that's not where we want our eyes to be. Dr. Henry Cloud has this great quote. He says this, couples often live out years of falsehood trying to protect and save a relationship, all the while destroying any chance of real 
relationship. Don, I really like his quote because what he's really talking about is so often we pretend that the pillars of salt aren't there. We live out that falsehood, those years of, of trying to save the relationship. And so often we won't point it out in our spouse and confront our spouse just because we don't want to ruffle feathers. Or maybe we won't point it out in ourselves. And I like what he's saying because, you know, in reality, when we try to protect the relationship or try to protect our own self-image, we're actually destroying our relationship. We're being Lot's wife. We're looking back and we're not willing to change things right now moving forward. Again, we love salt. We love it on our food. We're addicted to salt. But honestly, this kind of salt pillars of salt are terrible for our individual lives and for our marriages. It's so cool to be able to open up a God's word and find a couple and learn about marriage from this couple. They were married and because of the choices that Lot's wife made, it destroyed their marriage and ultimately killed Lot's wife. Yeah, so we just want to challenge you as we wind this episode down. What do you need to get rid of? What do you need to knock down? Where do you need to put your eyes and pull them off of whatever it is that you're looking at that you shouldn't be? You know, maybe it's emotions that you got to reel them in. I don't know what it is, but what changes do you need to make so that you don't turn into a spiritual pillar of salt and destroy your marriage just like Lot's wife did? Brought it to an end. Remember, you guys, God has so much for you, so much more. Don't look back. Have faith to look into the future and let God bless you in your marriage. Hey, guys, don't forget, right after Jesus said, remember Lot's wife, he said these words, whoever tries to keep their life will lose it, and whoever loses their life will preserve it. Lot's wife was trying to hang on to her life, and it damaged her soul. It damaged her marriage. And and we want to encourage you, don't do that. Let go and grab a hold of all that God has for you. We want to thank you for listening to this episode of the Loving the Fight Marriage Podcast. Remember, guys, you can do it. You got this. Keep loving the fight. We'll see you next time.